is Thursday, December 19th, and it's thematic Thursday, which I'm always pumped for because we go after a specific theme and it always changes each week. So this is a live webcast, GenCast, that happens Monday through Friday here on YFELive.com at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. I'm excited because today's theme is all about clout. Now that's K-L-O-U-T, clout. And a lot of us know about it. We have accounts, we've seen our numbers, but we have no idea really how to influence, how to change it, how to, or what it even means in our business. And so we have expert Gina Carr on today. Gina, thank you so much for joining us. Well, thank you. I'm happy to be here. So Gina, first of all, you know, let's get started. And um, before we go into the clout, tell us a little bit about yourself and what makes you an expert at clout. Well, thanks for asking. Yes, uh, well, I, I call myself the tribe builder. I help passionate people build powerful tribes of raving fans. And I do that mainly through helping people learn how to harness digital media to get their words out into the word, world, to get their message out so that they can recruit people to help them do whatever it is they want to do, change the world, make it a better place. Um, what makes me an expert on clout is uh, comes from a couple things. Number one, um, I had an interest in clout because it's the harnessing of big data for marketing purposes. And I have an engineering degree from Georgia Tech, so there's the big data numbers side of me. And then I have an MBA from Harvard, so there's the marketing side of me. Now. A few years ago, Cloud came along and started harnessing all this data, and I was very interested in it. And at that time, it was kind of hard to really find out much about it. So I thought there was a need for a book. I contacted McGraw-Hill, and they were interested in publishing the book. And so it came out just in October. It's uh, been an Amazon bestseller, and uh, it still is. And um, so I guess I, I've been out to Cloud. I've interviewed uh, the leadership there, the CEO, the chief scientist, and a number of people on the leadership team at Cloud. So I, I guess you could say I'm definitely uh, a Cloud expert. Yeah, I know. I, I'm excited because I've never met anyone that has talked solely about Cloud. And I love your background as far as and you're talking about understanding big data. You understand the science behind it as well as the marketing side of it. So what exactly is Cloud? Well, Cloud is a service that takes... Um, the activity that you do on social media and it merges it down, blends it down, they take, they take billions of data points every day and for each user, each person who's on clout, they come up with a single number between zero and a hundred that is indicative of your level of influence on social media relative to other people. So, for example, President Obama, uh, I think, has a 99. So that would make sense. He's probably, he's pretty uh, influential. When he does a tweet, it gets retweeted a lot, it gets a lot of interaction. And so there's an example where somebody's, you know, very influential online. Um, you take someone who, you know, talk about engineering, my engineering friends from Georgia Tech. Engineers are not necessarily so um, influential online. So relative to other engineers, though, so Someone who might have a, a 40 score instead of a 20 uh, might be a pretty influential person as an engineer. So, I mean, with this, you're talking about the scores. The, the reason why I feel like a lot of us might have died off of the clout, um, you know, checking out our numbers is after it came out, uh, like for a few months, people were just questioning, questioning the validity of what that number actually meant. Um, if Obama is at, you know, 90 or towards 100 and we're at 30, why are we at 30? What goes into that scoring that makes the algorithm that makes you influential or not? 
Well, I, I think a lot of people did get very frustrated with clout. Um, it started in 2008, and over the first few years, they had a number of algor significant algorithm changes. And so when someone would, you know, boost their score up, then something would happen with clout, and and um, they'd make a big change in the algorithm, and then the person who had a really high score would have a really low score. So it was pretty frustrating. But since, uh, I guess it was last summer, they made uh, what they call the Maxwell change, Maxwell al algorithm change. And since then, it's been very stable, and we haven't seen those sorts of crazy fluctuations. And um, you know, people have gotten much more comfortable with it. If you have a score above 65, you're in the top five percent in the entire world. So anything above 65 is really good. Uh, 40 is the average. And uh, in case some of your listeners are wondering if they have a clout score or not, anyone who has a Twitter account automatically has a clout score whether you like it or not, whether you know it or not. So the world can look at you and say, hmm, this person is influential or not. That's funny. So we're all being judged no matter what. So we might as well make use of it, right? So since we're talking about influence and you mentioned that, uh, how exactly, what types of actions do you talk about in your book specifically that help you uh, become influential on a space like Twitter or even Facebook uh, without being pushy or salesy. I mean, we've talked about Gary Vaynerchuk's book on here, Jab, 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 Right Hook, a thousand times, and he talks about the idea that you have to be helpful and be of service and then ask for the sale. So what do you talk about in your book as far as being an influencer? Well, we do talk a lot about how to be engaging on your posts, how to get action, get interaction on, on your posts. and. Um, it might help right here just to, just to say that there are a number of networks that clout counts or allows you to connect. Uh, among those are Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Google+, Instagram, Wikipedia, uh, Foursquare. But the ones that do count the most right now are Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And uh, Wikipedia, if you happen to have a Wikipedia page, counts a lot also, but most people don't qualify for that because they don't, they aren't notable enough. So. So we'll put Wikipedia on the side right now. But um, those other uh, networks, Facebook in particular, to, um, to be consistent, to be out there posting regularly and um, interacting with other people. So you want to do some of the posts that get the most engagement for me or just where I'm sort of uh, posing a question about something. Like um, right now I just saw a friend of mine, she posted Christmas, Christmas memory. And she talked about, you know, what was under her tree when she was in the fourth grade. And that got a tremendous amount of engagement. So, you know, these things that are things that you're thinking about anyway, you just sort of uh, peel back your brain and, and your heart and you open it up to social media. And from that, you get the, the more personal side of the engagement. And so you want to be doing that 70 to 80 percent of the time. And then occasionally throwing out something that's more business oriented, uh, something about the products and services that you offer. And even that you can do in a way that's um, not so promotional. Like I'll, I like to say something like, um, after I've gotten off a coaching call with a client, I'll say, I love it when I'm able to help people understand the power of social media. Just got off a call with, a, with my, one of my clients and he's really excited about finding new customers on LinkedIn. So, I, 
that's something that I actually had a question about. Um, as far as influential topics go, clout, uh, it, it'll pull in topics that you're talking about and rank you on influence, right? And so if we're talking about Christmas and we get a lot of interaction around Christmas, but that's not necessarily our professional, um, where, we, where we're geared towards, is that still something we should care about? Uh, talking about things that we're just passionate about just for fun? Or should we really stick to uh, what we're an expert at on social media? Well, for most of us, you're not going to get the engagement that you might want to get. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Around some just, of our expertises. <laughs> yeah, if you just talk about your expertise all the time. And in particular, let's, let, you know, right now, mainly focusing on the Facebook personal profile. And for those of you who are wondering, your Facebook is going to ask, when you connect Clout, it's going to say, do you want the Facebook personal profile or your Facebook business page? For probably everyone in your audience, Facebook personal profile is going to get a better clout score than a Facebook business page um, just because of the dynamics of Facebook edge rank and the way that, that clout gauges that. So on your Facebook personal profile, if you're constantly posting about business, people aren't going to interact. They're going to hide your posts. They may unfriend you, um, that sort of thing. And, and we do have to remember that this is social media. It's not broadcast media. That, you know, Although there are some things we can learn from um, TV ads and radio ads and those sorts of things, that same type of just broadcast activity will not work on social media. You have to interact. And if people... Uh, the way you get people to want to do business with you over the internet is you get them to cross what I call the no like and trust bridge, the KLT bridge. And for that, they generally do need to know a little bit more about you personally. It's funny that you mentioned that because I've said a number of times on the show and on YFE chat that I am doing a very poor job of sharing who I am behind the business. And you can tell when people email you, you know, apart from just your influence online, that when people contact you, they really don't know who you are. And so it doesn't, I mean, it's not helping your brand in any way. So on the same topic of brands and how we can utilize clout as a brand and find those influencers that we want to talk about us on clout, how do we do that? Are we able to just go on clout and find people that are influential based off of the topic we're interested in and just reach out to them? Or do we have to go through some kind of clout system? Yes. Um, okay. So, so two, let me, let me answer that in two parts because I don't think I explained the topics uh, very clearly earlier. Um, clout in addition to this single score that they give you, they also give you a ranking. Um, they, they also, um, say that you're influential in certain topics. So for me, I'm influential in social media, clout, um, Wikipedia, speakers and authors, those are some of my clients. So, so those are topics that, that clout has said I'm influential in. Now, it works two ways. Um, clout will automatically assign you topics if you haven't chosen your own. So you can choose your own and pop them into the uh, topic manager, is what Clout calls it, and then Clout will leave those for you. But if you start talking, like you said, about Christmas, or one time I was talking about marketing campaign of Harley Davidson uh, company, and so next thing I know, I'm supposed to be, uh, it, Clout says that I'm influential about Harley Davidson motorcycles. So. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't been on a motorcycle in many years, so that one didn't work for me. I took that off and you know replaced it with something else. So you want these topics. Now, when you go to Clout, you can search by topic, and it will tell you, I think it right now tells you the top nine or ten influ most influential uh, people for that topic. 
And so you can reach out to them directly. But to, you know, if you're a company and you want, or you know, your brand and you really want to do a major marketing push to find cloud influencers, you're gonna need to contact cloud and, and do a project with them that's called a perk. For example, um, when Chevrolet was wanted to get more activity, more interest in their Chevy Volt, they went to Clout and they said, hey, can you tell us who's really influential about cars and also very influential about the environment? They found those the people that mashed, meshed those two subsets and they offered them the car in certain cities uh, for a long weekend. Nice. And then if they, yeah, if they liked it, they could tweet about it. If they didn't like it, they didn't have to tweet about it or post about it. So it was, it was a way for them to get a lot of really good earned media about the brand. See, that's where I'm excited about Clout is just the research capabilities that you can go in there and find people who are talking about the topic your business is interested in. Um, so like if you sell bracelets or something like that, you look at people who are influential in fashion and you can connect with them in that way. That's where I'm really excited about Clout. Um, but before we get into, because I want to end with the Clout Matters, uh, the course that you have that goes with the book. Um, and at Terry J. Moore is asking, <laughs> she said, she guesses her question is, so this is kind of the broad appeal that brings us back to the beginning. Why is Clout, the actual site, clout.com, important? Well, the site clout.com is important. Uh, it's important on two fronts. For me, as a social media user, I want to know, am I doing well or not? Um, a, a good analogy is, you know, I can exercise every day and eat right, but if the scales don't show that I'm losing weight, I may not be accomplishing that particular goal that I had. Similarly, if I'm posting on Facebook and I'm tweeting and I'm sharing all this stuff on Google Plus and my clout score is going down, something's wrong. It's a, it's a gauge for me to, to look at myself as well, it's a gauge for the world to look at me. And increasingly, people are asking, uh, decision makers are asking for clout scores because it's a very noisy world. And people can buy Twitter followers and they can buy Facebook fans. Mm -hmm. And when they can buy those things, then they, they don't mean as much. So how do you know who's truly influential? And that is a clout score. And, and some of the decision makers, people in Hollywood that are choosing the actors and actresses for their films, because they know that if someone has a high clout score, they're going to be able to attract That's people funny. through social media. I just read an article about that in the New York Times about Carrie Underwood. So I, I totally see the validity in that if, you know, large companies are, are, you know, production companies are going after actresses just based off of their cloud score, not necessarily about their talent. Sorry, Carrie Underwood. But yeah, anyway. Yes. Yes, and, and I know that your program is geared towards entrepreneurs, and there are a lot of probably entrepreneurs in waiting out there. Um, hiring decisions are increasingly being made using Cloud Score, especially for those in marketing roles. Uh, book publishers are starting to ask for it. Uh, people who are scheduling events, looking for speakers. Because so it's, going, it's going off of data. It's not necessarily you just looking at the profile and not having any context behind it. Correct. Uh, you know, I think smart decision makers uh, will use it as part of their decision making criteria. But just like uh, many uh, cases, you know, there will be a bottom line that some people will say for this job, if somebody has uh, doesn't have a cloud score above 60, I don't want to look at the resume. 
scary. Yeah, st- add, st- add the Stacey Harris, who's a social media pro. She was talking about how her clout score is just at almost 65. So she hasn't been looking at it recently. So that's exciting. Uh, now, uh, so I want to end with this, the clout course. Um, let me pop this on so you guys can see what this is, because it's, this actually got me excited, too. Um, you teach others how to get more people to know about you in the the course um, for Clout Matters, and you said the more people who know about you and know what you do, the more people are likely to do business with you. And this is a common frustration, I feel like, for a lot of young female entrepreneurs. If only people knew about me, then I would be, you know, super successful. So what are some examples of how we can get more people to know about us uh, by being a good social, I love how you put that, a good social citizen? Well, some of the examples are um, when you post a tweet, uh, you know, say agree slash disagree and state your position, you're more likely to get people to to uh, interact with you there. Um, you can even putting please retweet uh, at the front of a tweet or at the end of a tweet does actually get more more retweets. Um, you can be involved in online collaborative networks where people help uh, each other get more social interactions, such as um, Social Buzz Club. Uh, that's a group that I so belong to. Is that something that's effective, being in a club like that? Because I know there's a number of young female entrepreneurs that participate in something called Thrive Hive and other groups where it's more about sharing social links and asking others to share for you. Those actually do work. And, um, you know, you don't want to abuse or overuse a system like that because cloud is looking for, you know, if it's the same people interacting with you all the time, that's going to count, uh, start counting less and less for your score than if new people are interacting with you. Um, but they, they definitely do help. And, um, you know, it's much like if you were in a leads club or a business networking group where you're going there and you're kind of recruiting your little army of cheerleaders to help promote you and you're promoting them, it's the same thing online. Interesting. So Gina, thank you so much for being on with us this morning or this afternoon if you're on the East Coast. I really enjoyed hearing more about clout because like I, like most young female entrepreneurs, probably got on it a couple years ago and then it's fizzled out a little bit for us. And this has definitely gotten me excited to jump on. I'm a little scared to look at my score though. <laughs> so I'll have to check out your book to see how I can improve it. So Gina, where can everyone find you online and find your book? Well, the best place to go would be to go to our website, cloutmatters.com. And from there, you can get to download two free chapters of the book. You can uh, see a link to join our Facebook discussion group where we're talking about cloud all the time. And then I'm real easy to find. Uh, I'm at Gina Carr, G-I-N-A-C-A-R-R on Twitter. And then my website's GinaCarr.com. But I encourage you to go to cloudmatters.com. And, oh, and of course, there's an Amazon link so you can buy the book. That would be wonderful. Thank you so much for this opportunity to well, share. Thank you again, Gina. So everyone, you've been watching the live daily webcast called GenCast that happens live like I said Monday through Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific 1 p.m. Eastern hopefully you'll join me tomorrow for Focus Friday it is our last live webcast before the end of the year so we're going to take a short hiatus before we come back in 2014 this has been our little our little opening season pilot season type of a deal and we're going to come back with some refreshed look and um, fun topics and awesome guests so you can tweet me at Jennifer Dono make sure that you sign up for our mailing list at yfe.me forward slash mailed it to find out more about young female entrepreneurs. Thank you again for joining us and have a fantastic Thursday. Oh, and don't forget about YFE chat tonight at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern, here again on yfelive.com.